Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Want to take you higher. Uh, inflation. New yeah. 40-year high. Yeah. All of us already knew it, but inflation is still really bad. Yeah, the Consumer Price Index uh, shows costs going up around 9.1% in June year over year. That's the highest level since November of 1981. A lot of that, of course, driven by energy costs, which went up overall, not just talking about gas prices, but overall went up 41.5% compared to June of last year. That's the biggest jump since April of 1980. Hey, but you feel good about this, though. We're saving the planet. Okay, Scott? Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. No, I don't feel good about it. No, I don't. And no, because we've gone over this. But they, times. they sell me this crap, and it's just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But every indicator proves that this economy really isn't that bad. Yeah. Food is up ten and a half percent. Housing is up percent. more than five percent. And I'll just tell you, just just a personal story. We have a couple of different checking accounts in my in my household, and mm-hmm. one, one is your just... wife doesn't know about, and one you stole <laughs> <laughs> no. that tuck money. <laughs> one is for like whatever entertainment expenses or just something that may come up, whatever that that one doesn't get touched all that often. But the other checking account is for uh, just automated payments, bills, things like that, gasoline, sure. that kind of stuff, right? That's mm-hmm. the everyday. So every month we're doing a budget and we put that money aside. I got a notification on my phone, and then we just kind of don't think about it because most of the payments are automated with the exception of groceries and gas. Mm-hmm. Um, got a notification this morning, actually, right after the inflation report dropped. For the first time since I was in my early 20s, I overdrew on a checking account. Uh oh. Whoa. Because it's like, and it's fine. I mean, I transfer stuff over. It's not a big deal. But there are a lot of people where that's not the reality, right? It, it's like, in you know, every two weeks they're waiting for pay for payday, uh, you know, just grinding their teeth in anticipation. Or taking out another credit card to pay yeah. for whatever yeah. bills. And yeah. This, so this is really bad. Don't let these liars in Washington tell you, well, the unemployment rate, blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry, man. And, and, and look, and I, I take full responsibility. I wasn't paying attention close enough. Uh, to it, but you know, you get fifty dollars more here at the grocery store, fifty dollars more on gas, fifty dollars more for your energy bill, for your power bill, things like 50 that. Fifty more, right? And it's probably more I than wish that. it was only fifty more on the power <laughs> yeah, bill. Mine doubled, but but you get this, 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 and this, and it all adds up, and suddenly your budget's not just getting stretched; it's obliterated. Yes, it is. You, know, you got gas, you know. Especially, it depends on the season of life you're in. If you know, you're young without kids, empty nester. That's one thing. You got like two or three kids driving. Oh my gosh, yeah. man, it's crazy. But anyway, uh, someone spoke, and yeah. is this to make us feel better? Yeah, this is uh, Vice President Kamala Harris who opened oh. up with their new talking point, saying that, well, you know, this report is really just looking in the rearview mirror. Okay, gas prices have come down forty cents. They're still oh, two dollars and fifty cents more than they were when Biden took office. But whatever. <laughs> Uh, and then she said, hey, you know what, though? We're investing in transportation, okay? Uh, okay. Together, we are expanding access to transportation. 
Seems like maybe it's a small issue, it's a big issue. You need to get to go and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. So we have expanded access to transportation. Why is everything just so circular with her? Just <laughs> Dude, that's... You start off down the road and you just start turning. You just keep making these turns and you're further away from the target the more you turn. You need to get God, to go. I know, I know. And need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get the... home. Yes. What does that even mean? That's... It seems like maybe it's a small issue. It's a big issue. It's a big issue. Okay, she that's what it is. is big, who, right? There. Who thinks who thinks transportation is a small issue? Who? Nobody. Who's out there going? You know, I really need to get to where I need to go and do the work or whatever, and is thinking that's just a small issue. You know what? Do you want me to actually try to answer that question? Oh sure. Okay, I don't know if this will make sense or not, and if not, call me out. I've seen a few different studies where. They're asking, as far as legacy media goes, or Democratic leadership, who are they relating to? There's only one demo in the country that they relate to, and that is college-educated Democrats. Okay, so that means everybody else. that they, they don't understand what these people are saying. Yeah. And so if I'm trying to really understand who, who does that relate to, is it young college-educated Democrats in big cities that are all about public transportation or just driving here and there every once in a while? I'm trying to make sense of it. All because right. for most Americans, what she just said made no sense. And that, hey, it, this is a, a big deal. Yeah, who says it's not? You need to get to go and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. Really? Who talks like that? Well, no one does. I think what happens here, and, I, and I, this is just a theory on my part, is that they write out speeches ahead of time, mm -hmm. and then they send them over to Joe's buddies in China. They have to translate it into Chinese. Well, then if they're rushing the speech transcript, what happens is they just put the Chinese characters into Google Translate and hand the script back to Kamala Harris. And that's really why all of her talking points just sound like someone knocked over the Scrabble board. Yes, yes. It's yes. a yes. good theory. Gosh, damn. And I understand, man, the inflation, the economy, it's bad news. And I'm trying to keep perspective as we're looking at these different stories today. Because, you know, I believe we'll get through this. Right. If you're one of the parents in Uvalde that lost oh, your kid. Oh boy. And if you haven't seen the video of what the cops Dude. did when they got there, I mean you're already dealing with heartbreak that is unimaginable to most of us. And this on top of it to see the cops standing there doing nothing. It's unreal. Dude. I I have no explanation for it. It it's worse than I imagined it would be. Um, it's infuriating. It's enraging. I mean, take it through the timeline of all of it. Where so eleven twenty eight, gunman crashes his truck outside the school. Eleven twenty nine, a couple of people go to help. He shoots at them. They run. Eleven thirty one, teacher calls nine one one. Eleven thirty two, the gunman starts shooting outside the school, and then a minute later, he walks in through the unlocked door, walks through the hall, finds the classroom, starts shooting. He shoots for two and a half minutes, goes through a little more than a hundred rounds. Three minutes later, you got three officers wearing body armor in. One has a rifle. We were told initially they didn't have rifles. They were waiting for rifles. So one what time would 
the person with the rifle had been there, the cop? 11.36, three minutes after the shooting started. That's not even close to what we were no. originally told. They go down the hall. Four more other officers are right behind them. I mean, it's not, it, you're right. talking about a matter of seconds. Four other officers are filtering through. They post up at that juncture. It's like a T-juncture in the hallway. They're mm-hmm. posted up there. So within three minutes of the shooting, there were at least seven cops inside the school, just yards away from the room. Everyone's just standing around. One of them checks his freaking phone. Well, the other guy Wait. uses hand sanitizer. Yeah, that was about 40 minutes after the Squirts shooting. Squirts hand sanitizer into his hand. Yeah. yeah. You've got, I, I mean, what are, what are you looking at your phone for? Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, is it a message from another cop? I don't know. You're there. What are you yeah. supposed to do? What are you trained to do at that point in time? Right. Then at 11.37, more shots are fired. The three cops who went down the hall run away. 11.52 now. More cops are there with rifles, ballistic shields. 12.04, they're still hanging out. 12.21, the gunman fires four more shots. Officers from other agencies start moving towards the room. 12.30, officers are still posted outside the room. One guy at the end of the hallway gets some hand sanitizer off the wall dispenser because, God forbid, oh you get COVID when there are children <laughs> bleeding out and dying 15 yards away from you. 12.50, they finally go into the room. This is disgusting. I was sick to my stomach watching yeah, this yesterday. Oh, my gosh. And they said that there was a little girl in there that called four different yes. times. Dude, yes, there were kids alive there. There were Four kids. different times. As I saw that, all I could think about, honestly, was when you're a little kid, you're, you're wanting someone to come save you. And who is that going to be? It's the police. And you've already called once thinking, I mean... <laughs> I got to believe that the the kid is thinking they're going to be here any second because I just talked to him. Yeah. And those minutes had to seem like hours. And then you call again and again. Mm-hmm. And they're standing right there. Did you hear the audio of one of the moms talking about it? Oh, gosh. Dude, yeah. it, it's heart-wrenching. Um, I'll just play it. It's 10 seconds long. Um, my goodness, man. Said they didn't do anything. Can't get her back. Yeah. Um. Go ahead. I don't know why they just didn't go in there. I just don't know why they were so innocent. I don't know why they just didn't go in. They were so innocent. I mean, has there been any explanation at all? It looked to me when I watched it like they were frozen with fear. Okay. Like they were so afraid of for what would happen yeah. to them. Well, then then it's time to hand in your badge and your. Gun. I agree, David. I hundred percent agree with you. Go away. They, but you, that's the only you, explanation I could come up with. I mean, I mean it. I'm trying to understand it. None of us have been cops. I'm trying to understand. Did someone think? Well, I can't do this because there's someone higher up than me, so I can't do it. Oh, Adam. They're all trained to stop the shooter mm-hmm. immediately. But what did we hear after the story first came out that the acting supervisor there said it was a hostage situation? Yep. But that's not the way they're trained. No. So how do you come away with anything other than cowardice? That, well, that's the only thing I could think yeah. of. It's awful. More on that a little bit later. Um, you know, Joe Biden certainly knows that a lot of Democrats don't want him to run again. So that got brought up to him. 
Yeah, they, they're running away from him. I think he's in denial. Well, yeah, I think he is, or they're just, like, I don't know, giving him wrong polling data or something. Joe Biden was asked about new polling that shows two-thirds of Democrats, Democrats, not overall voters, in his party. They want someone else to run for president in 2024. And, well, he was asked about it, and he got a little angry about it. Really? They want me to run. Two-thirds say they Read don't. Read the polls. Read the polls, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in no. 2024. 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. <laughs> That's not what he's saying. Obviously, yes, the Democrats will yeah. vote for you. If you're the guy, they don't want you to run. That's the point of it. No, no. no. Read the poll, Jack. The poll. So really, is your comprehension that far gone? You don't understand that? Oh, yeah. Oh, he was seen. referring to was one that had him running against Trump. And, the, and with Democrats saying 90% Democrats vote for him rather than Trump. My gosh. That was the poll he was referring to. Unbelievable. All right, there's a lot to get to. Hunter Biden could be facing federal charges related to prostitution. Uh-oh. That and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. See the story about Hunter Biden? Another one. It's like one after another after another. Because of all the video that had been released from Hunter Biden's laptop, which is not Russian disinformation, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he could be facing federal charges related to prostitution. Well, we know that was in play. Yes. Yeah. We've seen the videos. Weighing all that cocaine, yeah, the crack. Well, when he was talking about what is it, taking pictures of her too, or something to show she didn't have any bruises or some sort of nonsense. Yeah, I mean, there's been several prostitutes in several different videos. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. dog leashes and such. Oh, sure, pretty crazy. Yeah, he's not going to face any charges. No, that's the story. Is could. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he was just a regular guy, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but Hunter Biden? If he were, if he were a regular guy, he would have been in prison years ago. Oh, a long time Heck ago. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but texts from his phone appear to reveal that he wrote checks to escorts provided by Moriva, whose website touted quote a girlfriend experience with prostitutes as young as twenty. You mentioned David, one of those girls looked pretty young. Looked younger than twenty. Yeah. Um. But anyway, videos and images from the phone then would indicate that Hunter helped transport those prostitutes over state lines. Ooh. Uh-oh. That could constitute a federal offense. Hmm. The FBI reportedly has had this information, you know, for what, two and a half years now? hmm And he still remains under investigation for his business dealings in Kazakhstan, China, and Ukraine. And I think we're all sort of in this same camp now believing, yeah, they have all the goods on him. They're just going to wait until they want Joe out of office, and then it's all going to come raining down on both of them. Yeah. Or maybe they just have the chat with Joe after the midterms to say, you know, it's time to go. Yeah. Getting a little senile. Nice son you got there. Be a shame if you wound up in prison. Exactly. So... Would you say all three of us believe, if you had to bet, that Biden will be out of office by February 2023? Yeah, maybe. Oh, is it bedtime? Yeah. No, I don't know, By man. February, I, I don't know if they'll... I, I do think it'll be after the midterms. 
and maybe February would be the earliest because it does seem like they would try to wait until after the holidays or something before they really sit them down and say, okay, Joe, time to go. See, I think it'll be before the holidays because they know the lull in news yeah. viewership. So I think it will be before then. God, two years of cackles. I don't know if that's going to be in play either. Oh. I mean, I'll throw a fiver out there. I say before February 1. It's up to you guys if you want to take Joe's it. Joe's gone before February 1. Yep. I don't want I'll, any of the action. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it. You're only down 40. I know. And we're going by $5 bets. I mean. <laughs> when do I start mowing your yard? <laughs> <laughs> well, all you have to do is pay me the money. Let's work it off. Okay. Um, David, you had this yesterday, and it appears this is true. Bradley Cooper, the actor. Yeah. Stut dating Huma Abedin. Yeah. Oh, no. Anthony Weiner's ex-wife and close con- uh, confidant of Hillary Clinton. Huma Abedin is shacking up with Bradley Cooper. Page Six had that. Uh, well, I yesterday. don't blame her. What in the heck is he thinking? Because he's a broken man and just really wants something more than just being an actor. Okay. Uh, I don't know, man. I can't make sense of that. That's Anthony Weiner's ex. Yeah. So there's baggage that comes along with this. Well, and, and, and she and Anthony Weiner still live in the same apartment building. They co-parent their 10-year-old. Okay, I knew they co-parented. I did not know that they lived in the same apartment. Not, not, same, not the same apartment, not the same, the same, same building. building. Same building, sorry. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, same building? What? All right. Yeah. Boy, that's a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a very weird thing. But that, that whole world is just incomprehensible to most of us. It really is. Bradley Cooper's ever like, what did you see in that guy? Really? <laughs> I would think so, Seriously. yes. Yes. I'm Bradley Cooper. I get it. I get me. I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get Carlos Danger. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it's like, do you, what do you think? He's like three floors down right now, still taking pictures of it and sending it to people? <laughs> yes. Man, oh, man. All right. Oh, LeBron James is walking back his statement about Brittany Griner. We'll get to that and much more coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Now, Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. The Sexy Boomer, that's Scott Robbins. Inflation hitting another 40-year high. Uh, yeah, all of us already knew it again, but uh, here we have the actual data to back up how bad things are right now in the country. Uh, going up 9.1% June to June, the highest level since November of 1981, driven, of course, by energy costs mostly. Uh, food is up 10.5%, housing is up more than 5%, and depending on what region of the country you're in, uh, you're seeing way higher price increases than that. Uh, the White House put out a statement today saying, in part, while today's headline inflation reading is unacceptably high, you know, it's also out of date. What? Because <laughs> gas prices... Uh, have gone down oh, about for, 40 cents yeah. since mid-June. Those They're going to come back up by every indicator. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They say those savings are providing important breathing room for American families. <laughs> Again, I mean, you know, one of the reasons why gas prices went down was, one, investors are worried about a global recession. So the futures were down for a little while uh, on oil, on crude. And then the other part is for the July 4th travel weekend... A lot of people canceled their plans, so demand went down. Because they have no money. Yes. Well, 
I mean, I realize you have to try to spin this as best you can. Sure. But sometimes it's so absolutely preposterous, you think to yourself, who came up with this? I mean, Ron Klain, more than likely. I guess. Who knows? Somebody behind the scenes. Then they just go out and they throw it out there, see how it goes. Wasn't Ron Klain the author of Transitory Inflation? Maybe. Last year? Maybe. Okay. Yes. Hey, are you following this back and forth now with Trump and Elon Musk? Yeah, he's got all the January 6th stuff going on with Trump. Did, did he, he order this? Did he then? really compare him to Grandpa Simpson? He did. Oh, my. He did. <laughs> Jeez. Yes. Well, it, it started out, um, and I think, I don't know why Trump brought him up when he was up in Alaska. Our friends up there talking about Elon Musk. Yeah. I'm thinking it was because Elon Musk said he was ready for Ron DeSantis. Yeah. And so he brought him up in the talk the other day. Well, he, Elon, Elon, (laughs) he brought it up. Elon. And in part saying, you know, he said that he had voted for me, whatever, and he called him a BS. So he's another bullshit artist, but he's not going to be buying it. Right. He's not going to be buying it. Although he might later, who the hell knows what's going to happen. Talking about the purchase of Twitter. Twitter. So then if you were following... Then Elon Musk responded saying he doesn't hate Trump, but it's time for Trump to hang up his hat and sail into the sunset. Said he's just caused too much drama. It's just too much drama um, and needs to move on. So then last night, Trump on social media went after Elon Musk again. Have you seen that? Nope. Okay. Wrote, when Elon Musk came to the White House asking me for help on all of his many subsidized projects, whether it's electric cars that don't drive long enough, (laughs) driverless cars that crash, or rocket ships to nowhere, without which subsidies he'd be worthless, and telling me how he he was a big Trump fan and Republican, I could have said, drop to your knees and beg, and he would have done it. Gosh dang. I think that's one of his old favorite lines. Yeah. I think he used that one on Mitt Romney before. Right, I could have said Mitt dropped to your knees. Wasn't that the deal? Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I thought yeah, he so. would have done it. <laughs> right. Wait a second. Mitt is a failed <laughs> candidate. He failed. Yeah. I could have said Mitt dropped to your knees. He would have dropped to his knees. Yeah. So he used that on Elon. Could have dropped to his knees. So now Elon should focus on getting himself out of the Twitter mess because he could owe $44 billion for something that's perhaps worthless. Also, lots of competition for electric cars. P.S. Why was Elon allowed to break the $15 million stock purchase barrier on Twitter without any reporting? That is a very serious breach, exclamation. Have fun, Elon and Jack, meaning Jack Dorsey, and go to it. So Musk didn't waste any time and tweeted, L-M-A-O-O-O. <laughs> Laugh my <laughs> off. Off, off. And then it had the gif of Grandpa Simpson shaking his fist and yelling at the sky. <laughs> so it's on now. <laughs> oh, David, man. you don't seem too amused by all of that. Well, it's all just a sideshow. It is. It's entertaining, though. It is. I mean, it is entertaining. I don't know in the long run how that makes Trump look as far as Ron DeSantis. I don't know. Has Trump ever given a moment's thought about what it will look like? I don't know. I don't think so. No, he just says it. Yeah. Um, LeBron James has had to walk back what he said about Brittany Griner. Well, it was crazy. Well, 
we talked about this yesterday, if you missed it. Um, he was talking about Brittany Griner, who is still in a Russian jail because she had some, what, hash oil or something along with her cartridges that she's going into Russia to play basketball. And she's been in jail since February. And, you know, a lot of people have been saying, well, how is she still there? Biden has to do more to bring her back home. You know, it's because she's a black woman that she's not back home. Mm -hmm. Right. All the people on the left. Um, And LeBron James had said on his TV show, The Shop, um, how can she feel like America has her back? I'd be feeling like, do I even want to go back to America if I was Brittany Griner? And so there was a lot of backlash, as you would imagine. Um, But now LeBron says, well, you know, hold on a second. That that's that's not exactly what I meant. Um, the, where is the actual statement? It was on a tweet. Oh, it's not printed in this part of the story. Let me look it up. I'll read you the tweet because he's saying uh, our beautiful country is part of what he said. Oh yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, where he said that it was the, uh, our beautiful country. No disrespect or some kind of nonsense. Yes, <laughs> you know, like totally walking it back now. Well, the way he walked it back didn't make any sense. Because what you're saying is the country's not doing enough to bring her back home. Russia doesn't owe us anything, if you haven't noticed. So So we can't just, like, snap the fingers. And we have a lot of other people that are in Russia jail. Yeah. So what he said was, my comments on the shop regarding Brittany Griner wasn't knocking our beautiful country. I was simply saying how she's probably feeling emotionally along with so many other emotions, thoughts, etc., inside that cage she's been in for over 100 days. Long story short, hashtag bring her home. Okay. Now, I have to tell you, <clears throat> my favorite meme yesterday is, I almost didn't bring it to the show because maybe this is just too dark, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Picture of Brittany, Brittany Griner that says, congratulations, Brittany, 140 days drug free. <laughs> oh, man. Holy smokes. Oh, damn, yo. It wasn't my meme, by the way. I just, I'm just. No, you're just found it hilarious <laughs> and wanted to bring it to the but table. It's like one of those things you're almost so comfortable to laugh at it, but you do anyway. Yeah, I think everybody on this show has said I, it's not like I want to see her in no, a Russian of jail, not. but. No. But you go to another country with drugs. Yeah. That can happen. You're, you're not so special in other places. Yeah. You're just not. And she's already getting great treatment, really, because she's all over the media constantly. Yes. People are constantly talking about what are we going to do about Brittany Griner, everything else. And LeBron, I don't know when he's going to learn the lesson. Dude, stay out of this kind of stuff. You, it's, it's way out of your depth, man. You're a great basketball player. Okay, you start talking about these things that... It's like you want to transcend sports so badly. You want to be this era's Muhammad Ali so badly. But it's a fail constantly. And I know what David's favorite is of all time with LeBron. When he was sharing his thoughts oh. on the Malcolm X autobiography. Oh, dude, it's it's incredible. Because he walks out there, he's got this book. It doesn't look like it's been read at all. Yeah. And somebody says, what's your favorite part of it? <laughs> and he's just lost up there. So he wants to be the social activist so badly and talk about the important thing, transcend sports. And now he's reading Malcolm X. Roll it. Which is a very, um, very smart man. Very, very, very smart man. And basically, um, him understanding the, um, 
how powerful um, the Negro can be. He used that word a lot. How powerful we are. Uh, if I stop it right there, what has he said so 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 far? He's a very smart guy. He, he, no, no, no. Very, 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 very smart, smart man. Um, said a lot of things about black people, and he said the Negro. He says that a lot. Is what LeBron said is okay. very powerful. All right, roll on. A very powerful-minded uh, gentleman, and uh, and it's it's unbelievable to to kind of read. Something that's coming directly from him. Um, it, it is. It's unbelievable. Well, when you've read something, tell us what it says. Then <laughs> this this thing called an autobiography, and you read it, and it's actually the person in their own words. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's it's a gift, really. It's a treasure. Okay. Just hate. Yeah. Wish I had an opportunity to meet him. Obviously, we know what, what, what the situation that happened along, not only him, but Dr. Martin Luther King, some of the greats that's ever walked this uh, face of the earth, not only just here in America, but in uh, his face of the earth. So. <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. Uh, speaking of Brittany Grant of the WNBA, Scott, you watched the new Bill Burr special on Netflix, oh, and he's going after the WNBA. Oh, man. It's hot take city, man. You loved it. I can tell you're still laughing. I, I, did, I laughed so hard my stomach was hurting last night. I'm, I'm watching this thing. Uh, the guy's brilliant. I mean, he's brilliant. And, would you and, say very, very, very brilliant? I would say very, 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 very <laughs> okay. brilliant. Is it amazing to hear him in his own words? <laughs> Yes, David, it is. It is. <laughs> That's cool. But, I mean, his take on the WNBA is simply, he said this thing's been around for, what, 25 years now. He said, yeah. if you notice the WNBA, nobody got COVID? Nobody got COVID because nobody was there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you yes. know, you got these 300 people at the game. He goes, where are the women? Where are the women to support other women? You know how the dudes paint their chest? They had to be there lifting their tops during the <laughs> <laughs> yes, because there's only 300 people. Where right. are all the feminists? Yeah, where are they that. all? You're not supporting it. Yes. You want to know why? Because it's not very good. <laughs> I can't use his his language, but... It was not just the WNBA. Oh, it was soccer, after... too. He was talking about soccer. Then Megan Rapino and yeah. how she was bitching about you know the lack of money for the women versus the men. And he said, well, there's a very simple reason for that. Ratings. No one's going to the game. <laughs> In essence, no one cares. No one he, blanking cares is what he said. Yeah. Yeah. And he did probably 10 minutes on that. And I mean, the thing about him is he's fearless. He's absolutely fearless. He'll go after anything. Yeah. Well, I think it's helpful to him because he probably already knows at this point after Dave Chappelle, Netflix is not going to cancel him. No. The knives will come out, but there's very little. Well, he, that those ta- people he does do. about five minutes on cancel culture, too, which is funny. Oh, I'm the sure it's very good. It's on Netflix now. It's very funny. All right, buddy. Man, we got to get to this, too. Young men getting vasectomies. <laughs> and some people think this is a good thing because they're fighting against the Roe decision. That and much more coming up right here. The Monthly Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. This is interesting. Yeah, very interesting turn of events here. So yesterday we were talking about what the Ohio Attorney General 
had to say about this story that went viral about this 10-year-old girl who was raped and had to go to Indianapolis to go get an abortion. And the Attorney General of Ohio said, I haven't heard anything about that. It told USA Today, uh, well, it's likely that it's a fabrication. Well, an arrest has been made in this case. Wow. Um, we had a clip of that guy yesterday. Yeah. What, let's go to what he exactly said, because he was on Fox when he said this, right? Yeah, he was. Okay. My office runs the state crime lab. Any case like this, you're going to have a rape kit. You're going to have biological evidence, and you would be looking for DNA uh, analysis, which we do most of the DNA analysis in Ohio. There is no case request for analysis that looks anything like this. Well, okay. Well, the key word there, I suppose, would be most. Yeah. Not all. Columbus. So is it possible that there was a request to somebody else? Well, Columbus police were made aware of the girl's pregnancy through a referral by Franklin County Children's Services that was made by her mother on June 22nd. Um, and then on June 30th, yeah, the girl went to Indianapolis and had an abortion. So did he and the not- arrest only happens now. Yeah, because because there was a request for DNA, and that was underway. So did the Attorney General of Ohio just knowingly lie, or was he not interested in actually finding out what the truth was? Okay, then just so I understand. So with a couple of phone calls, he could have found out this was in fact true. Well, if the police are in Columbus are investigating it, and indeed... There's been a referral. There is documented evidence that that this has happened. Certainly someone in his office could have figured it out. And you certainly don't go to national media without knowing the facts. Right. But they they have now arrested a guy named uh, Gershon Fuentes. He's believed to be an illegal immigrant. Um for this. Oh, just when you think the left can pounce on this story, now not so fast. Yeah. Seems like everybody's wrong here. Yeah. Gosh, you can't trust anybody, man. <laughs> this sucks. Um, I mentioned this story, and it was CBS News highlighting that younger guys are getting vasectomies. Yeah. Like, this is a good thing? Yeah, like talking to uh, guys in their 20s, they're getting vasectomies after the overturning of Roe v. Wade. All right, roll that. I've always thought about this decision. Um, the Supreme Court did push me to finally do it. I feel for a lot of men, especially for myself, that this is a way where they're trying to protect their girlfriends, they're trying to protect their partners, they're trying to protect their future partners. Really try to put yourself in, uh, in a woman's shoes. I really think guys should, guys should uh, take that into account and just take a little bit more responsibility. <laughs> Okay. Uh, he's going with all the talking points. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do the work. Although I, I, I will say, I, I don't think it's a bad thing if guys who aren't careful and think of abortion as birth control are taking matters into their own hands and being, you know, responsible for what they do with their parts. That's a good thing. Yeah, I suppose you could look at it as, do you want those guys to be future dads? Uh, well, no. it, probably not. So maybe... Maybe we should celebrate that. It's freaking sad, though. Government subsidized. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins.
We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, Uvalde, this story gets sadder as time goes on and more enraging. Yeah, it does. The Austin American Statesman released a condensed version of security camera footage from inside Robb Elementary School in Uvalde. Um, And when you go through the timeline, I mean, it's within three minutes. You have, uh, you know, at least on the video that you can see, it's at least seven officers in the hall. Three of them right outside the door where the gunman is murdering children. One of those cops has a rifle of his own. You got three. And three have body armor. Yeah, you got three guys armed with jackets on, with the with body armor on, and then another four guys just a few yards away, armed as well, and no one goes in. And you knew it. You heard this timeline. It's it's one thing to know it. It's quite another thing to watch it unfold. Agreed. You got a guy who's first or one of the first on the scene inside the school who checks his phone. I don't know. Maybe he's waiting for an Amazon delivery package to show up. I don't know. Uh, Then about 40 minutes into the whole thing, you got one officer who's just standing around, then goes and gets a squirt of hand sanitizer. Unreal. Yeah, unreal. Like, it really is just sickening. It's sickening. And the Uvalde City Council, and I think a lot of people, fairly so, are are critical of the Austin American statesman as well for publishing the video. Because there's going to be some video released on Sunday, and the statesman got out in front of it. So uh, Mayor Don McLaughlin said, hey, they're all chicken. And then when he was done, Councilman Ernest King took over, and here's part of what happened last night. Well, two-thirds of the family or part of their families are in Washington, D.C., right? Yes, sir. And they're going to have to turn on the TV and see that tonight, not even with the rest of their family. This was wrong to do it this way. The video needed to be released, but the family should have got to see it first. Yes. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. The mayor said chicken. It was chicken yeah. to release that video the way you did it. That, that part of that video was not supposed to be in what they're doing on Sunday. That was not supposed to be there. They did that for ratings, and they did that for money. And that's the only reason they put that out there. We're, we're going to handle that. Okay, so then the question is, what part were they supposed to see, or what was yeah. going to be omitted? That, that's, that's one of the things, because I understand where the mayor is coming from. Uh, you know, you got family members who are in D.C. right now. They're not at home. They're not with their families. And then, boom, here it is. Here's the video of the cops doing nothing while your children were murdered. I I, I, I completely appreciate that. I, I do, too. And, and I think there is fair criticism. That may not be the main story out of all of this, but that's, right. that's part of the story. And I understand why people would be ticked. But the word from the city of Uvalde has been, hey, we're not able to see any of the information right the state of texas has taken away the entire investigation we can't we're not able to see the video so i'm just wondering how does somebody on the city council then know that that wasn't the video that was supposed to be released it's a good question Hmm. well watching the coverage of this you know in a few places today saw it on fox i saw it on nbc and on nbc 
part of what they said was that in the video they had taken out it sounds terrible but it's that's what they said the screams of the kids yeah yeah so i don't know if they were going to take the screams of the kids out for the parents i don't know that maybe is possible yeah i don't know man it would be more devastating to watch it with the screams of the kids and seeing oh, those yeah. guys standing around well, that yeah, it's already terrible. It already yeah. is, I know. Yeah. But add add on top of that, yeah, you're what right. They're hearing at the time, and yeah, still right. no action. I mean, I'm with David on that one. I'm I was, I'm sick to my stomach about the whole thing. And the question is, what happens with those guys that were there? No, in the hallway? You, you shouldn't be a cop anymore. Ever, no. you, you failed. You when it mattered, you failed. And I, honestly, to me, I know that there's a lot of people who would disagree with this. Uh, because you think about chain of command, yada, 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 all that. You don't know who had what information. So I, I can understand where you're coming from on that. But, man, when you're hearing gunshots, not just after the initial shooting, but, you know, 40 minutes later you're hearing gunshots and no one makes a move in. To me, my gut reaction is everybody who was in that hallway you can't be a cop anymore. I don't care what no. agency you're with. I don't care if you were federal. I don't care if you were state. I don't care if you were county. I don't care if you're the school district. You were part of a systemic failure. And there were kids inside the room calling 911 asking for help, begging for help. And you well, let them down. It, Sorry, it, you, can't, you can't be trusted to be a law enforcement official anymore. No. And certainly you've heard I don't know of anyone that disagrees with that, to be honest. I haven't heard from anyone. Anybody that we've talked to has said the same thing, mm -hmm. including police. It's inexplicable that they didn't go in. That's not part of the training. And most people have the opinion, hey, no one's saying being a cop is an easy gig. I mean, I think you probably know more times than not, we're backing up police. Oh, talking sure. about how tough that is, it's yeah. underappreciated. At the same time, if that's the line of work you're going to choose, that's part of it, going in in a situation like that. And any cop I've talked to has said the same thing. So it's inexplicable. And the other part, you think about the one cop that wanted to go in because yeah. his wife was in there, ended up dead, and they held him back. Why? I mean, you, so whoever's in command is so confident that no one's going in. No, we're taking your piece away from you. Yeah. We're, we're withholding you from going in. What? There's so much of it that just doesn't seem to make sense. And, and obviously heartbreaking. Hmm. All right. One of the big stories today is inflation. Another record. Nine point one percent. Yeah, highest level since November nineteen eighty one, and in some parts of the country, you're talking about a well a hundred year record that's been set as it surpasses ten percent. Uh, but we're all supposed to be glued to the January sixth committee hearings, which is honestly, I, I hope Democrats keep doing it, keep doing that, keep pushing that this this fake insurrection, keep pushing the idea that Americans should care about that more than anything else. Well, you've got prime time again next week. Right. Whew. 
not a, not not anything just for ratings and blah, no. blah, blah, you know. Well, it's though. the season finale, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is there going to be is Adam Schiff going to be up there with like a with a dozen roses, like handing <laughs> handing them out and saying whoever gets the rose doesn't get indicted? I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, the it, camera will pan on Adam Kinzinger and you'll hear boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Now, now the RNC put out a brutal video featuring the ever-evolving excuses on inflation from this administration. It is incredible. I'll roll it. I really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle. Most economic analysts have believed that it will have a temporary or transitory impact. <laughs> the faster-than-expected increase in some of those prices is actually a good sign. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. No one's talking about it. This great, great deal. This is something that will uh, settle down. Transitory. <laughs> Transitory. There's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. What? What? No one is suggesting there's on the way. Yes, there. We said at the time, yes, there is. All these different people are predicting it. What is the grand home plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh my God. That is hilarious. President Biden this afternoon saying he thinks we're at the peak of the crisis right now and that lower prices are on the way. The inflation has everything to do with the supply chain. Make no mistake, inflation is largely the fault of Putin. If you want to get rid of inflation, the only way to do it is to um, undo a lot of the Trump tax cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing everything at the wall. They're bad at governing. Sorry, yes, but nobody are. cares about Chewbacca guy. No. No. Except us. Well, Chewbacca guy is... Because he's hilarious. He's like an anti-hero now. Wait, yes. <laughs> Like you and on shaman, I'm, the shaman I'm, himself. He almost was the president. He was going to take over, as you know. Yeah! <laughs> Until the one cop said, "Hey, man, could I ask you guys to get out of here?" Yeah, we don't want to disrespect the place or anything. So, can you guys leave when you're done with the photo? Yeah, no problem. And then insurrection over. The coup yeah. was done right there. All he had to do was have one cop talk to him, <laughs> and the shaman folded. Yeah, it's such a joke, man. Oh, this was a coup. No, it wasn't. Oh, boy. Goodness gracious. Now, Biden, he's got the big trip to the Middle East. Oh, yeah. Well, How's that a... going so far? Not well. Not no, well. it's, it's not. Man, it really is shocking every time you see it when he gets off the plane and how carefully he's going down the stairs and how people actually have to lead him from place to place. I mean, it, it is in your elderly grand, granddad at a nursing home. Seriously. It, yeah. It's shocking to see it. Uh, but he's in Israel right now, and uh, he must have been dealing with jet lag or something, because here's what he said about the Holocaust. It wasn't jet lag. He's got a stutter. Right. <laughs> and shame on you for... Go ahead. I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Shavim Vashem Uh-oh. to honor six million Jewish lives were stolen in the genocide and continue, which we must do every, every day, continue to bear witness. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the ho Holocaust. Yeah. Oh, golly. Okay, I have a suggestion. There are different vocalists that get later on in their career, mm -hmm. and they need some help to perform live. They can't hit the notes anymore. Mm -hmm. And the question a lot of times is, hey, do you want to see this guy out there just struggling? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You know, a 70-year-old rock star. You're suggesting backup singers? 
you may want to just record him from maybe the 90s, put words together so that he goes out to talk and then he just mouths the words. Sure, he'll miss his cues every once in a while, yeah. but we won't have this sort of mess. All ground of Yad Vashem. <laughs> you won't have that. There you go. Yeah, let's do. Let's sing it in the rain him. Okay, let's do that. I like yes. it. Alive, the truth and honor of the Holocaust. Horror of the Holocaust. The, 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 the uh, horror, horror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know the thing. You know the you thing. Know the thing. Yes. True anarchy. You know. Okay. Much more to get to. Um, vaccines don't protect very well against infection. Who said that? <laughs> it wasn't Tony Fauci. Yeah, it was. What? Oh, for, come on, man. That and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I, I think it's kind of interesting. We have the conversation about whether or not Joe Biden's going to get jettisoned and when is he going to get weakened at Bernie through the November midterms? What's going to happen here? Because we know it, you, can, you can be pretty assured that he is not running for president in 2024, one no. way or another. It's not going to happen. This nope. has been a failure. And Democrats, they're just going to try to use him as a fall guy, right? I mean, they're, they're never going to be able to come to grips with the fact that their policies don't work. It's just, it's going to be, oh, Joe Biden failed. Whatever. They're going to move No, on. they want to change the United States from the inside out. That doesn't stop. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting that the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, is visiting the White House the day that Joe Biden arrived in the Middle East. What do... Hold on. What did they say he's visiting for? He had a meeting with the first lady. Hmm. And I'm wondering, did they send Gavin to have the talk? Wow. Well, well so what's the play? Okay, they know that Biden's not going to make it. They also know Kamala's got no shot in 2024. So if you take Biden out, of course then Kamala becomes president. They know that's a loser. What if they decide, you know what, we're going to replace Kamala first. We'll put Newsom in there. Then Joe all of a sudden realizes, well, doctors told me there's been some mental decline. What? Really? Yes. Uh, sorry to do it, but I'm going to have to step down. And then you have Newsom as president. Because he wants to run for president badly. Yeah. We already know that. Yeah. So whoever is the Republican nominee, whether it's DeSantis, Trump, or whatever, it's pretty simple. Look at all of California's failures. There's many. And you just hammer that, right? If Newsom becomes president almost two years before that, you're not talking about California anymore. You're talking about the job he did as president. Yeah. I mean, I know this is just kind of a crazy theory, but you'd have to admit, as we sit right now, of the three... Kamala, Biden, or Newsom. Newsom has the best chance of winning the presidency well, of the three. He's got the look of it. I mean, right. And that's what Democrats care about most. Picking which, which way you want to die. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. No it's matter awful. which way you go. Yes. But as an opponent, the one you'd be most concerned with would be Newsom. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, of those three, yeah. Who knows, man? Wow. All right, Fauci was in the news. Gosh, it irritates me. They still trot this guy out there. Yeah, well, he's part of the White House's efforts to get people to take COVID vaccines, and 
and get, in fact, more boosters, even though the boosters don't do or the vaccines don't do what they initially told you they were going to do, which is prevent you from getting sick at all. Right. Then they just go without a lot, keep you out yeah. of the hospital yep. or dying, right? Okay, Lord Fauci. Even though vaccines, because of the high degree of transmissibility of this virus, don't protect overly well, as it were, against infection, they protect quite well against severe disease leading to hospitalization and death. So my message to people who seem confused because people who are vaccinated get infected, the answer is, if you weren't vaccinated, the likelihood you would have more severe course than you did have when you were vaccinated. God, isn't you that... son of a... <laughs> I know, really. Oh, the people that are confused because you told them one exactly. thing yeah. you said and another that. happened. Golly. Oh, for the stupid people out there, let me give you a clue. I can't wait until there is a Republican Congress that can bring that guy to justice. Oh, they won't. They won't. Period. Why? Because they suck at it. And that's not unique to Republicans. I mean, we're, we're all watching, right, the, the January 6th hearings. I mean, thing is, is, these idiots can't help but make it about themselves. And so that's why it always turns into a clown show. There's never going to be any accountability because everybody's looking for their 30-minute viral or 30-second viral clip on Twitter. Period. Gosh, dang, man. So frustrating, all that stuff. And we're going to be hearing about COVID. You know it's going to be a big wave in the fall. Well, of course it is. It's on its way. This Drop is, off balloting everywhere. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. And biggest story of the day so far, David? Uh, well, I mean, runaway inflation. That's it. And when you're looking at real wage growth or lack thereof, I mean, people are going backwards in a big way. People are losing real average hourly earnings year over year are down 3.6%. And it's it's not going to get better. This is There are so many troubling signs out there yeah. with the economy. And so much of it, I understand that a lot of it doesn't have anything to do with Joe Biden. There are market forces at work and a global economy. I understand that. But there's one thing he could be doing, and it's deregulation of the oil and gas industry. And he won't, won't do, do it. it. No. Nope, he won't. Okay, who said... Uh, January 6th wasn't a coup. I know because I plan coups. <laughs> we'll get to that and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, I just saw a new Rasmussen poll. Uh, most Democrats believe that the U.S. Constitution is racist. No, okay. no. And sexist. Yeah. You didn't give me a heads up on that. <clears throat> more on that a little bit later. Okay. Well, Let's talk about January 6th, shall we? <laughs> it was a coup. Right. Wow. Okay. It goes without saying. It was a full-on insurrection. It was. Thankfully, Capitol Police held. Uh, Adam Kinzinger, he noticed it. He wept about it, if you remember. Oh, yeah. He very much, he, he, he very, very emotional about proud. it. Proud. Yeah. You guys won. You guys held. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. Uh-huh. Okay. You, know, you held. You guys held. Yeah, they held the door open for so many people to walk right in. <laughs> well, I'm like, yeah. he didn't say what they held, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it was this intense battle that was that was sustained for hours and hours and hours. And you're right. I mean, a lot of the cops were holding doors open and 
asking nicely, hey, can you get away? I mean, yeah, there was violence that day. There's no question right outside the Capitol. Absolutely there was. It's unacceptable. But this idea that the cops just held and that's why America didn't fall. It's like, no, man, if you look at the video that's been made available from inside the Capitol, most of the people just kind of wandered away. Yeah. If this not, was you... an all-out attempted coup. <laughs> yeah, sure AOC it said it. Okay. We're very close to Chewbacca, man, mm-hmm. being the one who touched down today in Jerusalem. Yes. At, at Somebody's point. saying, hey, that's no coup. No. I know because I plan coups. Yeah. That's, this is crazy. For, former ambassador and also Trump national security advisor John Bolton made a startling admission when talking about the January 6th committee. Uh, he's making the point that it's idiotic to think that Trump was carefully planning a coup because... We all know he just went from one idea to the next, to the next, to the next. There was no real plan here. Right. It was just, who, who, who's going to say something that I like? Okay, I'm going to bring them <laughs> into the White House, okay? Yes. Uh, CNN's Jake Tapper was mad at him for saying that. Oh. I don't know that I agree with you, to be, to be uh, fair, with all due respect. Uh, one doesn't have to be brilliant to attempt a coup. Uh, I disagree with that. As somebody who has helped plan coup d'etat, not here, but, you know, other places, uh, it takes a lot of work. And that's not what he did. It was just stumbling around from one idea to another. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, look, I planned coups. All right. Not here, but, you know, (laughs) not here. Other places. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So a little later, he was asked to expand on the whole I've planned a coup comment. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into the specifics, but uh, successful coups. Well, I wrote about Venezuela in uh, in the book, and uh, it it turned out not to be successful. Not that we had all that much to do with it, but I saw what it took for an opposition to try and overturn an illegally elected president, and they failed. The notion that Donald Trump was half as competent as the Venezuelan opposition is laughable. But I think there's another. I feel like you're this other stuff you're not telling me, though. I think I'm sure there is. <laughs> Yeah, he's not going to give all the secrets, dude. You want well, me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Heck yeah. Your coup committee sends a video to Bolton, and then he critiques it <laughs> and sends yeah. it back to you. He's, he's retired now. He's just yeah, right, yeah. He's a coup coach now. Well, you got to understand. You want your front guard moving yeah. left or right. He shows up at the coup conventions, right? He's a right. keynote yeah, speaker. Right. Yes. Here's what you got to do, okay? You know, the funny thing is, too, in this January 6th crap, trying to overthrow the government. Have you seen the videos from Sri Lanka? That's overthrowing the government. Dude, how about that one, huh? That's what it really looks like, okay? Did you notice the World Economic Forum on their website? You know, these are these uh, group, this group of global elites that come together and plot how they're going to shape humanity. They run the the world. Yeah. Uh, not a conspiracy theory. They tell you it. That, yes. That's, that's what their goal is, is that the elites of society are the ones who are going to decide how you and I and everybody else lives. Correct. Um, they had an article written about Sri Lanka. I think it was by the prime minister or the president um, who said, here's how I'm going to make Sri Lanka rich. And the basic idea was I'm going to print a bunch of money and... We all have seen now how that worked out. I mean, you got people occupying the presidential palace now because no one has food. I mean, people are starving and they're revolting against the government. Those guys like swimming in the pool. Yeah. World Economic Forum, by the way, took down the article about how Sri Lanka was about to be rolling in cash. See. Well, and a lot of people talk about the ban on synthetic fertilizers. 
mm-hmm. as the catalyst of the whole crisis. And yeah. then people don't have food. Yeah. It's you go green, you go poor. Well, that's that's what's happening with the Dutch farmers as well. That's true. I mean, they're rising up. I mean, they got fired upon by their own government. This is, again, one of the reasons why you never give up the guns, ever. Did you see the 16-year-old on the tractor get shot at by the cops? Yeah. It wasn't like he was firing at anybody. But Wow, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's because they put nitrogen limits on fertilizer, which is going to put a ton of farmers out of work. They can't, and it's going to cause mass right. starvation. That's the thing. That's the, it's not just about farmers saying, oh, I can't do this anymore. It's like you got to remember and realize in any particular region or country where your food comes from. And if the farmers are ticked off because they can't grow enough, you right. should be on their side because yes. they're the ones who keep you from starving. But the farting cows are going to make us all die. No, nope. <laughs> nope. go eat your crickets or whatever and leave the rest of us alone. Yeah. Uh, other news out there. A seven-year-old white girl was allegedly punished by her school for writing Any Lives Matter on a Black Lives Matter picture she drew. Yep. Did you see this story? Well, she spoke against the church. <laughs> the church of woke? That, that's what it is. It is. Um, this girl, by the way, has ADHD, and she loves drawing. And she was disciplined, apparently, and barred from drawing any pictures for her friends in school because she created a drawing that had Black Lives Matter on it and then wrote beneath it, Any Lives Matter, and it was a picture of all of her friends that are multiracial. I mean, her heart and her intent was like, it's it's all of us, mm-hmm. which you could understand because that's sane. But you can't have it because she gave it to one of the girls, and the story goes that girl took it home, and that person's parents flipped out, went to the school, until so they punished this kid. The mom doesn't even know what happens till almost a year later. You're serious? Yes. Who was talking to another mom, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, sorry, what happened to your daughter? Well, what do you mean? Well, she was disciplined for that picture and writing All Lives Matter. Wow. Yes. In addition, she was barred from recess, forced to sit on a bench and watch the other kids play. She's yeah. seven. Right. That's reprehensible. Yeah. And that's in California, if I failed to mention that. And I thought, well... In light of that story, maybe it's it's time for us all to go to woke school real quick if you want to. Okay. And this is this is more for Scott than anybody because I know you love this kind of stuff. No, I love woke school. Okay. Um, this is a message. It doesn't really pertain to you so much, Scott, because you're not a white liberal. No. But if you were, and for I'm your half right w- with your white liberal friends, because you love the phrase, you got to do the work. And just maybe learn something? I really don't have many white liberal friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we can get some of this tutorial together from this nut online. That, And again, this woman appears to me to be Asian American. Uh, but she has a message to the white folk. Okay. If you're a white liberal leftist or consider yourself to be a white ally, I have a challenge for you. Don't create any more content on TikTok until September 22nd. Got it. No more content. There's a reason why. And honestly, you deserve a break because every day is a white person day and y'all must be exhausted. So while you sit back, listen, learn, and truly decenter yourself, black, indigenous, and other people of color 
We got it from here. Please, though, continue to like, comment, and share our content because y'all are always talking about how you want to support us and create equity. But the truth that so many of y'all are unwilling to accept. Are you getting this so far, Scott? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting it. You entitled brat. Just stand back, okay? Because okay. every per- every day's white day. All right. Yeah, of course it is. Okay. But I'll get back. I'll play this little part again. The truth that you don't want to realize. The truth that so many of y'all are unwilling to accept is that you do not want black, indigenous, and other people of color to lead and pave the way. Because what would we do without your perspective, your voice, your commentary, your education? We would thrive. So if we're to break that down. I mean, other than it being obviously insane. And racist. Yeah. I thought she said, just don't create any content, but like the stuff. Support it. Yeah. But then at at the end... What would we do without your perspective, your voice, your commentary, your education? Commentary, isn't that like liking something? Yeah, great job. Mm -hmm. None of that. Hmm. First you want it, now you don't want it, and you change your mind in 20 seconds. Right. Well, I'm not going to give it to you anyway. How about, I don't take orders from anybody. How about you pipe down over there? I don't know. I, I think you're looking at it from the wrong angle. I mean, I think she's nuts, but I'm completely on board with the idea of super online white liberals shutting up for a while. Okay, man. I just saw it your way. The millennial brings the truth. Thank you, David. Just saying. I mean, yeah. the way she got to the right answer was wrong. Like, I kind of feel like I'm a math teacher who's looking at a test from a student, and mm-hmm. underneath every question, it's just drawings of boobs, but somehow they wind up with the right answer. <laughs> like, it's inexplicable, but I'm glad you got the answer right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Just, uh, just the tone of the whole, the whole thing, lecturing yeah. nonsense. Yes. It's just, it's, you want to be an ally. You need to stop creating. Well, if your creations are so good, why don't they shine above the rest? I, mean, I don't there's, know. There's just certain words that, like, trigger me now, right? You know, when I hear there's, them. Yeah, do the work. Oh, that one pff, sends me over the top. Yeah. When I'm told, you you do the work. Yeah. Shut up. Right. Um, oh, an update on uh, Latinos are as unique as breakfast tacos, if you knew that whole thing. And as unique as the breakfast tacos <laughs> here in San Antonio. Jill Biden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you people. Is your strength. Did you see the Cassie Garcia, the Republican running for Congress in the heavily Hispanic 28th district in Texas is now selling T-shirts? And it shows her wearing a shirt that says unique as a taco. Dang, is that funny? Well, I saw the logo of Taco Bell under it. It says Taco Jill. Yeah. That's floating around everywhere right now. <laughs> I hadn't seen that. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Uh, by the way, that uh, that audio is from Libs of TikTok. There was another one where it's a, a big, bigger woman, yeah. size 20, saying she still has thin privilege. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah, we should get to that. We got a news update, too. Straight ahead right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. COVID fear is back. Of course. NBC Today Show. First of all, get vaccinated, Scott. 
I am vaccinated. No, no, no. Hey, listen. You remember the guy that was their special COVID czar on NBC? Oh, duh. what's that guy's name? Ajis Ja. He was on this morning. He yeah. was, yes. They so, got him back now. He's been off for a while. Well, no, no, he's the White House guy now. Now he's back. Yeah. yeah. The key message from this right now is if you've not gotten a shot in 2022, especially if you're over 50, you got to go out and get one because that's the best way to protect yourself. Got it? No. And the answer is no. And then how about, well, what about masks? Dr. Ja. Well, here we go. Remember, the science here is very clear. It's settled that wearing masks indoors in crowded spaces helps prevent infection, helps prevent spread. Um, there are, might be cities or states that look at that and make a decision to move forward with the mandate. I know other places won't. Maybe a mandate coming up. Wait God, these guys. We're not talking about what kind of masks. The cloth masks? They do little good. Little. Talking about settled stuff. And then it was, hey, what about the vaccines for the kids under five? Not many parents have done this. Dr. Joe, what would you say to these parents? Huh? What would you say? You know, if I had a child in that age range, I would get them vaccinated immediately, and here's why. Uh, while COVID is thankfully not as deadly in kids as it is in older people, uh, kids still can get sick from it. We've seen tens of thousands of kids in that age range get hospitalized, and these vaccines are exceedingly safe. Now have been given to millions of kids around the world, uh, and so the risk-benefit here is really clear. Uh, kids are much better off vaccinated. You don't know that. Well, I like the way he says, I don't have any kids there. But if I did, yeah. well, you don't have any. <laughs> so you can say whatever you want. He's supposed to be a doctor and responsible. If I had a dog, I'd that... feed it this dog food. But I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the biggest problem you have is that he doesn't actually have well, kids. Well, it pisses me off with these people who don't have any, any dog in the, in the fight at all are, are screeching about stuff. That's not what bothers me the most. That's well, among other things. But he starts right off with that. <laughs> Doesn't affect me personally, but you minions, you unwashed masses. Here's what you should do. Okay, man, do we have time? Let's go ahead and do this. I mentioned this other video that was out there. This was from Libs of TikTok. It's this woman who admits that she's a bigger gal, size 20 to 22, but she has thin privilege. Do you want to hear What's that? What's that mean? Well, How can I possibly have thin privilege? I have thin privilege. What? But I'm so fat. I'm like a size 20, 22. How can I possibly have thin privilege? Because there are people who are fatter than me. When I go up on a plane... I might need a seatbelt extender. I might be uncomfortable. I may not feel good. People may say things to me, but I don't need to buy a second seat or risk getting kicked off the plane. Look at David rolling his eyes. <laughs> Stop. I, I say this. I, I say this sincerely as a moved American myself. Stop trying to make us a protected class. Okay. <laughs> We're fat because we like cheese. All right. That's it. There's more. There's more, David. That means that I have privilege compared to people who have that experience. You may not even need a seatbelt extender. If that's the case, then you have privilege compared to me. Somebody who is a model size may have privilege compared to you, but that doesn't mean you don't have any privilege. No. (laughs) The only thing you have is high cholesterol, all right? (laughs) 
You're going to make it, Scott. It's going to be okay. We're going to yeah. get through this. Yeah. It's going to be all right, man. Oh. promise you. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay. Alive, the truth and honor of the Holocaust. Horror of the Holocaust. Honor, horror. Mm. Well, hey, you know, it's another rough day for mm, Joe. Hollow ground of Yad Vashem. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least Kamala, man, she can get a message across clearly. Right. Succinctly. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when she was talking about uh, the inflation numbers, which are horrible, as anybody who's gone to the grocery store or the gas station recently knows. Um, and she talked about investing in transportation, which did you know that transportation is a big thing in this country? Cause some people don't think that. Hmm, huh? Hmm. Heck you say. Together, we are expanding access to transportation. Seems like maybe it's a small issue. It's a big issue. You need to get to go and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. <laughs> what in the hell? So we have expanded access to transportation. What is wrong with her? Um, this is all prepared statements. She just goes off script a little bit. And then she'll run in a circle. That's, that's the go-to. I mean, we know this, right? That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet, based on what we've just been able to see, and because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened, but just limited to what we have seen. Absolutely there should be an investigation. Right. And we should all be watching. And I have no question the eyes of the world are on. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know this. <laughs> We got root causes. Why do people want to come here? We still got to get to the root causes. Why well, we haven't done that yet? She's, she's, she sometimes really does come off like a, a, a motivational speaker who just took a bunch of Xanax. <laughs> yeah. I just keep thinking, you know, you got your GPS and it tells you where to turn. You blow by it. And you go to the next one. You blow by it. You keep going. And all of a sudden you're like six miles down the road. <laughs> and you can't, there's no turning back. You just got to keep going. It never ends. It just never stops. It's words on top of words on top of words on top of words, and none of it makes any sense. Something just dawned on me. Maybe it's this game. And maybe you've played this before if you've had friends in news media, yeah, especially TV news, and somehow you get them to work a word in to the newscast oh, yeah. <laughs> or a sportscast. Yeah. Hey, could you work this word in? And if you work it in twice, it's going to be like five bucks. Every time you get that word in there, I'll yes. give you five bucks. Yes. So it's only known by a few people, but it's hilarious when it happens. Maybe that was the deal with root causes. They're saying, all right, Kamala, I give you a grand every time you say root causes in this short statement. This is about 30 seconds long. Go. What we must do to address the root causes of Ching. migration, to address the root causes yeah. The issue of root causes Three grand. is not going to be solved in one trip. To address the root causes Four. as though it's something that can be dealt with overnight. Mm -hmm. To feel the effects of those root causes wow. on yeah. our shores. 
and the root causes are based on the problems and the challenges that people are facing in countries like Guatemala, which is why I was there. We have to address the root causes. Seven. Seven grand. Ain't nothing but seven grand to me. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice if you could get that gig every day. It is time for us to <laughs> do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Right. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. Absolutely. Ah, man. Yeah. Man, oh, man. You know what we need as far as inflation? What's that? Spend more money. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not saying that that's the White House. That's yeah. the cause of inflation, you mean. Well, no, they're, they're saying no. we need to spend our oh, way out of okay. it. Okay. Yeah, the Consumer Price Index shows costs going up at uh, 9.1% in June. That's the highest level since November of 1981. White House economist Brian Deese was on CNBC this morning uh, and said Congress just needs to spend more money to build cars. And here's the question and answer. How long are we going to keep saying this is the worst of it? Hmm. Well, well, look, uh, you know, a couple points on today's report, as you just said. The first is, you know, it's backward looking and it doesn't reflect what we've seen over the last 30 days, which is a significant decline in gas prices down about 40 cents. Uh, that June report, about half of it was driven by energy prices and we've seen uh, moderation since. But the second point is that in the core, inflation uh, remains too high, which is why we need action. And I just want to underscore if there's one thing to take away from this report, it's that there is more urgency now than ever in Congress moving to pass a bill to try to build more domestic semiconductors, to try to bring down the price of those uh, goods. Well, the, the interesting part about that is that uh, he's actually fighting his own party because House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says they're not going to move on the uh, USICA bill, which would invest in manufacturing chips here at home. She's not going with the bipartisan bill that passed out of the Senate. Wow. So I wonder what that chat is like between the White House and Nance. What do you suppose, David? Oh, at this point, I, I really do think that they're just not going to move really on anything because they, I really am starting to believe that Democrats in Washington have gotten to the point where they realize nothing's working with Biden as president. They need to get him out. So why not extend the pain a little bit more? Yeah. That makes sense. He's going to get the blame, yeah. and he should. You know, but it's the far left that took over the party. Yeah. I mean, Joe's a puppet. We all know that. They just put him out there, give him his talking points, which he can't even execute. <laughs> but it's all their bad ideas. And as long as they have those ideas, the dog is not going to hunt. People don't want it. Now, people, there are no bad ideas. Yes, yeah, there are. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Absolutely, there are. And that's the thing. When you just go down to issues, I've said this, I know, a hundred times. I won't hammer it again. They're upside down in nearly every issue with the American people. And that's even with legacy media lying about so many different things. It's, it's remarkable. Uh, latest on Elon Musk and Twitter. Uh, Twitter is suing Elon Musk, saying you have to buy. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be fascinating. Do you think... I do. It's like he broke the vase in the antique shop. <laughs> well, it, it, yes, because the the share price is down. Yeah. It's certainly damaged. 
But does he have a point if part of the agreement was, I got to know how many bots you got? Yeah, if that was part of the agreement, then yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then this will all come out in the lawsuit. Yeah. Yes. And another update, I saw this at Daily Wire. Elon Musk um, is still backing Ron DeSantis as far as for president. Part of his quote was, if DeSantis runs against Biden in 2024, DeSantis will easily win. He doesn't even need to campaign. Yeah. Well, I, I think he does need to campaign because the media is going to go all in on him. They already oh, yeah, are. Sure. Yeah. They're already calling him a fascist and whatnot. They're already lying, out, uh, lying about him. Do you think people buy it again after Trump? I think they do. But as, uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. The people who actually hear what Ron DeSantis says and then see the attacks that come at him realize it. And so if he gets out there in a way that's not talking about cable news hosts bleeding from the face like Donald Trump, <laughs> if he gets out there and he just explains in the way that he does, I'm not saying, you know, be all nice and kind about it. You don't need to do that. You forcefully defend what you believe and what you're pushing for as governor of the state of Florida and potentially what you want to do as president of the United States. Push it. Uh, but he can deliver a clear and concise message in a way that is strong without being crazy. I agree and, with that. And the more people actually hear what he has to say, the more they realize, oh, media is just lying about him. That's true. There's a whole piece, too, uh, talking about different issues and that, you know, he has been one that has stayed away from criticizing police as far as, oh, yeah, defund the police. He was never part of that movement. You know, and again, you've got the Wall Street Journal. It was Jason Riley, who I guess, uh, as far as the left is concerned, is not black um, because his no. opinions and viewpoints politically don't align with the left. So I guess that takes him out of being a black person, which is insane. Um, but there was a whole piece of something we've talked about, I don't know how many times, that the pursuit of social justice has got people killed over the last couple of years in neighborhoods in big cities all across the country the whole defund the police thing and it's still a mess and really continues to be every single week it's pretty well detailed in there i'm just thinking all these different issues in my head you know what's surprising to me about DeSantis? remember at the start of covid he did close the beaches yeah I think some people forget that. They just want to say, oh, in Florida, it was just the wild west. People were just smooching everybody passing COVID. And it was so irresponsible. No, everybody pushed the panic button early on. Yeah, everybody was like, okay, yeah. extreme amount of caution because we don't know what we're dealing with. But when you look at, especially if you had to pick one guy in the United States that seemed to really do the research and question what the, quote, experts were saying, and saying, hey, that doesn't make sense. We're going to do things different here. That took stones to do that, in my opinion. Well, sure mm -hmm. it did. And, man, he took the arrows. That's saying something. You know what? That just reminded me, David. Whenever we talk about a Trump-DeSantis matchup in the primary, mm -hmm. that's your go-to calling card is COVID for DeSantis. Oh, I think so, yeah. I think that's that's the one thing that he can really have on Trump is that I ignored Fauci. You know, yeah. we we realized pretty early on that none of this really made sense. I ignored him, and I, I, I got slammed for it. 
but I did mm-hmm. it anyway because I thought it was the right thing to do. You could have fired him. You didn't. Right. You know, the other thing, and he's criticized in media, DeSantis is, for saying there's no critical race theory in schools here, and we're not doing the whole trans agenda in schools in this state. And I think the media thinks, well, the, he's out of step with the American people on that. He's not. Not mm-hmm. when you look at the polling. No. There was another clip I saw from Libs of TikTok, this nut, another teacher talking about her five to seven-year-old students. Did you hear this? No. Oh, yeah. Just saying, if my five to seven-year-old art students can correctly use they, them pronouns for their peers and accept non-binary kids without batting an eye, adults should be able to do it. The kids are impressionable. Right. You're brainwashing them. What five to seven-year-old is identifying something different without that thought being put in their head? Right. It's disgusting. It really is. All right. DeSantis, let's go. Announced today, let's go. <laughs> well, I wonder. He's been uh, meeting with a lot of financial backers. Yes, this is going to be fascinating to see how all of this goes down. Okay. <laughs> Did you see the story about a uh, new car coming out? Like, if you can't parallel park... There's a new car upgrade that's going to help you with that. I need that. Really? Yep. Are you a man? What's wrong with you? Most of the time. All right, we'll get to that. Don't misgender me, buddy. And a news update straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know we got a crisis at the border. That hasn't stopped. Mm -hmm. There is a report out there. ICE will offer detained migrants abortion services. Hmm. We well, got that going for us. So wait a minute. You're locking him in prison and saying, let's kill the kid? I think it's, uh, if you prefer to kill the kid, we'll go ahead and help you with that. And that's more loving than just deporting them? Y- uh, yes. yes. Okay. We're, we're in the upside down world. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything is backwards. Yes. Well, when you talk about abortion, I mean, we've talked about this before. The difference in different Democrats, their views now mm-hmm. compared to past years. And, well, Ted Cruz brought that up yesterday about the difference with Biden and Dick Durbin. Oh, yeah. Where they've been. Like Dick Durbin said, we've got to stop partial birth abortions. Yeah. We, we got to stop it. Not anymore. No. Well, and then, of course, Biden with abortion. In the seventies, yeah, he's evolved. It, it, it was no. too extreme. Mm-hmm. I don't think a woman has the right over her own body when she's pregnant. Oh yeah, that's completely different now. By the way, you know we all know Biden's cognitive decline. It is on display. It's been said many times. Remember the old White House doctor, Ronnie Jackson? Oh yeah, yeah he was quite the character. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and he he's talked about Biden's mental decline many times. I mean, if you want an example, I know exactly what it takes mentally and physically to do that job, and I think that it's on it's on full display for everybody in the country and everybody in this world to see right now that President Biden does not have the cognitive ability to do his job right now. He's continued to get worse and worse. Hmm. You know who is not happy with that? Who's that? Big O. <laughs> Barack Obama. Barack Big Obama. Big O. Who waited until. Joe Biden won the primary before endorsing him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yes. 
he wrote a letter to Ronnie Jackson, who just shared this with Fox, saying, um, I have made a point of not commenting on your service in my successor's administration and have always spoken highly of you, both in public and in private. You always served me and my family well, and I have considered you not only a fine doctor and a service member, but also a friend. That's why I have to express my disappointment at the cheap shot you took at Joe Biden. It was unprofessional and beneath the office that you once held. It was also disrespectful to me and the many friends you had in our administrations. Or administration. You were the personal physician to the President of the United States, as well as an admiral in the U.S. Navy. I expect better. I hope upon reflection that you will expect more of yourself in the future. Big O spoke. Adios, amigos. And your comment, Scott? No, I just, whatever. Who cares what Big O says? Well, he's being honest with people, isn't he? Well, he's just saying what everybody can see. Well, I know exactly. It's, it's playing thing. out the obvious. It's just okay. You know, you're not you're not leaking private medical information. You're no. not doing anything other than saying, hey, I've seen him on television, and uh, he's clearly not up to the job. Right. You're not talking about warts or skin tags or anything like that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what made you think of warts and skin tags? I don't know. Of it everything? just popped into my brain. I don't know. You say that, I just start itching immediately. Gosh, <laughs> no. I wish you wouldn't have done that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. David, biggest story of the day you think is just the inflation numbers. I think the inflation numbers. And again, it's not a surprise to anybody who's been, I don't know, paying for their own groceries that everything is more expensive right now. And it's historic in nature now. Uh, and some would argue and some are arguing that the real inflation rate is way higher going back maybe 100 years. I mean, that's... Yeah. Well, some places in the country it is. Yeah. And so th- that's a problem. And Joe Biden is now saying that, well, you got to understand, these numbers are outdated. Oh, my God. That's that's the new talking point right now. It's insane. All right. News update straight ahead. And Scott Robbins, you got your top three stories of the day? Yes, sir. It is the trifecta straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. Scott Robbins is the sexy boomer. Okay, uh, this story took another turn today, David. Yeah, it did. Well, we were talking about it about this time yesterday. Uh, Joe Biden had repeated a story about a 10-year-old in Ohio who was raped and became pregnant. Mm -hmm. And how she had to flee to Indiana to get an abortion. And there had been, as far as we knew, no paper trail backing up that story. Well, now... A man has been charged with a crime. Uh, he's an illegal immigrant, they believe, uh, who raped a 10-year-old. And indeed, uh, she did go to Indianapolis and got an abortion. So the lingering questions I have is why did the Ohio Attorney General, what's his name, Dave Yost, why did he go out there and go on Fox News and say, ah, this seems to be uh, fabrication? Yeah, the audio quality, not the greatest, but you're going to hear what he's saying. My office runs the state crime lab. Any case like this, you're going to have a rape kit. You're going to have biological evidence. And 
you would be looking for DNA uh, analysis, which we do most of the DNA analysis in Ohio. There is no case request for analysis that looks anything like this. Okay. The thing is... But they appear to confirm the story, the Columbus Dispatch. Yeah. That well, well, not just that. There's a, de- a detective who is uh, was testifying at the arraignment of this of this guy, uh, and said, "Yeah, we we did request DNA samples. We did do all of that. We have opened an investigation. Um, there was a referral to Children's Services, the count at Franklin County, that was made by the girl's mother on June 22nd, and indeed she underwent a medical abortion in Indianapolis on June 30th." How do you go on national television? I'm just so sick of people in positions of power lying for what appears to be political gain. It's going to be interesting to see what the statement is Yeah, from the Attorney General in Ohio. Yeah. Well, he put out a one-sentence statement that was something to the effect of uh, any time a, a child rapist is behind bars, it's a good story or good news. That, And it's like, well, yeah, that's... Yeah, but why'd you go out there and lie about this? Yeah, well, how did you get that wrong or lie? Yeah. The other side of it, too, though, is what legal experts in Ohio are saying is um, not really sure that it would have been against the law for that girl to get an abortion. Because the narrative was she was six weeks and three days pregnant. And so under Ohio law, you can't get most abortions after six weeks unless your health is at risk. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like she would be in Qualified. the category of yeah. somebody who would be able to get a legal abortion. So who told her she couldn't get one? All right. Wow. So there are so many different facets to this horrific story. I'm stating the obvious. And another being, okay, so at least from what I had heard early on about the 10-year-old, and then Biden's out there, is this the first we're hearing now? That it was someone here illegally? Yes. So, do you suppose that's why we didn't have all the details of the story? You wonder. God, we live in a weird world. I know. You, you, it's hard to trust anything. Well, and It the, just is. The doctor in Indianapolis who was the first one to spread this mm-hmm. is also uh, reportedly facing a, uh, a HIPAA complaint. Hmm. And she should. I mean, this this is one of the problems with a story like this because everybody's talking about the the political ramifications or who won what or who scored what point. It's like, dude, there's a ten year old girl who got raped. Yeah, I don't care about any of the stuff politically. What happened? Yeah. And, and if you have leaders who are using this ten year old rape victim as a political talking point, Golly. then you need to cut that crap out or find another line of work because you can't be a commentator. No. No, man. It, you're filled with so much anger when you hear stories like this. And it does remind me of the story that we were talking about earlier with Uvalde and the cops and the video standing around for well over an hour. And to know they were there and you had three guys with vests. Was that at 11.36 on the timeline? Like three minutes after the shooting began, you had three guys outside the door. One with a rifle, which another thing we were lied to about. 
Yes. One of, one of them had a rifle. They were posted up outside. There were at least four other cops just down the hall just kind of standing around. One of them was checking his phone. And then, you, you know, you listen to, you know, the parents and one of the moms talking about it and just heartbroken and wondering why someone didn't go in. You know, the kids are so innocent, and you had a little girl calling the cops, and they don't go in. It's inexplicable. And I mean, listen, man, I'm not advocating anything. What I'm saying is that if you're the father of a 10-year-old girl that's raped, or you see cops outside of a classroom that won't go in while kids are getting gunned down, and you start taking the law into your own hands, do you blame anybody? I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but would you blame them? No. So angered just watching it. Gosh. I should probably shut up. Well, if you're the parent of one of those kids that was trapped inside that school and you get there (sighs) and you understand what's going on, you're going in or you're going to do your level best to get in there yourself. They wouldn't let them. I know they wouldn't. Oh, my goodness. This is one of the saddest stories of the year. It is. I mean, it's it's incredible. And David, you're right. I mean, you pointed. You sent a text out last night to Jamie and I. I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. And then I started to watch it. I'm like, holy smokes! Now, and again, I I, I say to myself, were these guys just paralyzed with fear? Was that what was going on for oh. their own lives? I don't I, I don't know. And I, I I'll say this, and kind of like you, Jamie. I'm not encouraging anybody to do anything. I'm just saying my the first thought I had after the rage had subsided is. Um, if I saw myself in that video sitting around, um, I'd be going home and ending it all today. I couldn't live with myself. It would be very difficult. And I'm not wanting anybody to do that either. But you understand where the thought yeah. comes from. No, but I mean, what, what do these guys think? I don't know. That's the thing. I, you really want to know. I, I don't know. But you is, can hear the screaming. You know what's happening. You hear the gunshots. And you're out there. You're armed. There's 10 of you. And you won't go in? I mean, how do I say it? When I try to imagine being in the spot of one of those guys, mm-hmm. there's nothing you can say that would justify it. In other words, I think, okay, from that many cops, okay, there's only a few that are supposedly, quote, in charge, and the rest are supposed to stand down and follow the lead of what you're told to do, right? That's part of the chain of command. Yeah. Okay, still, you want to see that person say, no, we're going in. We're going I don't in. get with or without you. That's what you'd like to see. Step aside yeah. or I'm going to push you. Right. Yes. But especially for the people that are supposedly the leaders there. Yeah. It's it's beyond frustrating. Extremely sad. Angry. Extremely sad. Yeah. I think you get sad and I get really Well, angry. I get angry too, but yeah. I mean, jeez. All right. You ready for your big three? Yeah, let's roll, baby. Let's do this. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Do it every day at this time. Top three stories of the day. Well, according to Scott Robbins, it's the trifecta. Always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, buddy. Okay, I think he's all ready to go. Yes. I think so. Yeah. I'm ready. Yep, okay. Three. Uh, number three, June inflation numbers. Well, insane. Yeah, uh, uh, bursting right through the wall of expert expectations. Uh, clocked in at 9.1% year over year. 
This is fantastic. Uh, overall, gas, 59.9% increase. Fuel oil, 985 Meat, poultry, fish, 10.4. Milk, 16.4. Eggs, 33.1. Coffee, 15.8. New vehicles, 11.4. Airline fares, 34.1. Real average hourly earnings down 3.6%. Give it a couple of weeks, and the inflation numbers will be higher than Joe Biden's approval. (laughs) Probably right about that. Golly, man. Well, the food shortage is coming, too, but that's a story for another time. Yeah. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Scott yeah. Robbins, trifecta, top three stories of the day. Two. Uh, a tweet, an earlier tweet from the White House Chief of Staff, Ron Klain, is not aging very well, Scott. No, there are people that think that Ron Klain is really the guy running the country. He's just propping Joe up. Yes. Um, this is interesting because this one goes back to last year at this time. Uh, when Ron Klain tweeted this out, we're talking about inflation. He said, quote, there are going to be a transitionary impacts of restarting an economy that was shut down. But a key point here is the Fed forecast today. Inflation projected down to 2.1% by July of 2022. Oh. <laughs> it's only off 7%. <laughs> wow. Dude. I mean, that, that is astounding. Because it nobody really, was really saying that. I mean, there were there were a lot of people who were saying, okay, we just flooded the market with a lot of cash with the uh, American Rescue Plan and all that. Uh, this right. this is going to get bad. And recovering from a country that was shut down, more than half the country was reopening. Yes. That's why we saw like 6% growth in the fourth quarter of 2020. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he only missed by 7%. Order. Other than that, it's great work. Right? Yeah. Good luck to you. (laughs) Man. And the countdown continues. This is the guy that's running the country, okay? Yeah. The Scott Robbins trifecta. And finally. Yes, top three stories up to one. Yeah. Uh, Kamala Harris has some wise words about inflation and transportation. More more veep thoughts with Kamala. Uh, This time around, she's, by the way, she's looking, really solidifying her position in the Great Orders Hall of Fame, because she nails it every single time. But this time it is on transportation. Roll it. Together, we are expanding access to transportation. Seems like maybe it's a small issue. It's a big issue. You need to get to go and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. So we have expanded access to transportation. <laughs> okay, that's oh great. Gosh. What about the gas prices? <laughs> you need Word. to get to go Big and need to be able table two. to get to where you need to go to do the work and get home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to tell me what that means, David? Uh, that means that uh, she's somebody who has never been told that she's not special. And yeah. when she tries to really stick the landing on deep thoughts, it goes horribly wrong. Why haven't they tried to remedy this, or have they? Dude, they hired people to work with her. I mean, this... Like the best of the best. This shows no improvement whatsoever. No. It just gets worse, progressively worse, every single time. Yes. And I don't know if she's reading words off a of paper, or this is from her own hand, I have, or her own brain. I don't know. When she gets away writing from the paper, this garbage. I don't know. Yeah. And there you have it. Yeah. Golly, man. Thank you, Scott, for the trifecta. You're as always. always welcome. Top three yes. stories of the day. Okay. 
Still got, well, yet another news update. And of course, Nimrod's in the news. In some ways, it feels like we've had three hours of them. <laughs> yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Goodbye. See ya. Joe, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Just saw another headline. It's funny to me. Talking about Fauci acknowledging COVID vaccines don't protect overly well against infection. But get your booster. Yeah. <laughs> And you have a news update, David. Yeah, apparently the president of the National Women's Law Center can't define the word woman. What is going on? It's getting tougher and tougher for people that are supposed to be really smart. There's congressional uh, audio. Since you are the president of the National Women's Law Center, I was hoping that you could define what a woman is for us in this committee hearing. Well, as the president of the National Women's Law Center, you can imagine I say woman a lot uh, in my day job. Okay, so I'm just Uh, asking for the definition. I'm, so, and, and so what I'll tell you is I am a woman. That's how I identify. Okay. But I wonder, however, if in part the reason that you're asking a question is that you're trying to suggest that people who I am don't simply asking the question and I simply want an answer. I, and so I, I think it's actually really important to be very clear here that there are people who identify as non-binary. I think okay. about five right. percent of we're, we're, young. We're not going to go there. I was hoping maybe you would. I was hoping that you, maybe you would say something that maybe we learned in um, high school biology that has to do with X and Y chromosomes, but uh, which define male and female. But I guess we're not going to get there. Good God. He's transphobic. That's what we hear all the time. Holy you know. Smokes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a growing thing. We never thought we'd be here right now. I mean, we have, I mean, it was another glass ceiling. Ketanji Brown Jackson, first Supreme Court justice, can't tell you what a woman is. You know that. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Uh. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Okay, deal breaker. N- not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Of- no, see? So I guess the question has to go to a woke biologist. Hey, what's a woman? Would that be transphobic now to even ask? According to the World Health Organization, yes. Oh, that's right, because they came out with the new rules. They haven't just redefined gender, right, which is the social construct. They're saying that actually they're talking about biological sex actually is something that can't really easily be defined. So now... We are all fighting in this war for reality right now. Yes. As insane as that is, holy smokes, we got to get to Nimrod. We already did. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. I know Stranger Things, huge. You like binge it. It's like one after another after oh, yeah. another. It's sometimes you got to give it a break. Teenage girl, man, driving while watching Stranger Things, uh, drifted into oncoming traffic uh, with a semi bearing down on her. Oh my! She's God. lucky to be alive. She's driving and watching it. Yes. Oh well. See. Yeah, smartphone. You can watch TV on it. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I need to know what happens next. Oh man. Luckily for her, still alive. And that's Nimrod's in the news.